And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. This is a very special episode of Tour Stories dedicated to and memorializing my good friend, Sam Jane. In this episode, you'll be hearing people share their favorite Sam stories and their favorite Sam songs. I want this to be a celebration, so please enjoy. I'll start with my story. I first met Sam at a show in the U District in Seattle, Washington. Both of our bands were playing, his being Link, Mine being Positive Greed. It was a basement show. I believe it was all hardcore bands in the middle of the day. Sam and I both wound up out front of the house, sitting on the curb, probably watching our vans to make sure no equipment was stolen. And I had never met him before, but I was interested in talking to him. So I started talking to him about shoes for some reason. And I could tell by the look on his face that he thought it was kind of weird that that was my approach. And... About halfway through the conversation, he said, dude, what's your deal with shoes? And kind of laughed at me. And I kind of laughed back and actually a little bit embarrassed. And then I just wound up saying something like, I don't know, I just like shoes. And he looked at me, gave me the supportive nod and went, no, it's kind of cool. And it made me feel not so weird after all. One of the last meals I had with Sam was in Brooklyn at a ramen restaurant. I was on tour and, as usual, called up Sam to see if he wanted to hang, have lunch, dinner, whatever. On our way to the restaurant, Sam was mentioning that he was hoping to get some more shifts to make a little more dough. He wasn't really complaining about being broke or anything. He just felt like he needed some more, more work. 
After the meal, I was planning on buying Sam's lunch. After all, I was on tour working, pocket full of PDs. And I got up to go to the bathroom. I left my card on the table for the server. When I got back, the server told me that Sam had paid in cash and would not allow her to use my card. Anyways, it's just a small example of Sam's widespread generosity and how he put others before himself. Thank you, Sam, for everything. We're all going to miss you. Hey, Joe. This is Zeke Howard. Wanted to share a memory from... um, one of the first tours I went with them on 2000, 2001, um, when we made the record Destination 2000, we had a couple extra songs. Looks like the city's broken and hollow notes have disappeared. We put those out uh, as a seven inch on Sub Pop. Um, and uh, fast forward about a year and a half or two years later, we're on tour uh, playing in Portland. And Sam's working the merch booth as usual. And a uh, kid comes up and says, do you like hollow notes? And Sam's like, um, yeah. Do you want to buy some merch? <laughs> then the kid says, I'm going to go to my car. I have something for you. So a little weird goes to his car, comes back, hands Sam a CD of the newly released, very best Daryl Hall, John Oates. We open the liner notes um, which start as, as follows. One of the more memorable song titles of the year 2001 was dreamed up by latter day punk band called love's laughter on Seattle Suburb records. Hall notes have disappeared and it's singer songwriter Sam Jane wonders what became of all those years. Hall notes have disappeared. You've left your roller skates and tears. It then goes to conclude at the very end after a very long essay, what happened all those years, just listen to Hall notes, uh, Neither the music nor the memories have disappeared. Uh, I think the kid gave us the CD. As we drove away that night, we knew we were on the map. Um, and uh, this song is not available on any streaming services yet. And so I wanted to share it. It's one of my favorite ones that we that we made. Um, and then after that, I'm going to listen to some Hall Notes. going to miss you, Sam. Let's go.
Hi, this is Leslie Hardy, and one of the craziest memories I have about Sam is the night we were arrested. We had some friends over one night for drinks and decided that it would be a good idea to go on the roof and throw water balloons at people walking down Pine Street. And at some point, a BB gun made its way on the roof, and somebody fired that BB gun at a person. And that person that fired the gun was not me, believe it or not, and it wasn't Sam. But anyway, they hit that person, and the person called the police. And about 10 minutes later, we saw a ton of police cars barreling down Pine Street towards our apartment, as well as a fire truck. So we ran back into the apartment and played video games in hopes that if they didn't find us or see us, that they would just go away. That did not happen. And when we saw the fire truck ladder extend across our front window, that's when we knew we were probably in pretty big trouble. So I went downstairs to talk to the police, and they wanted the person who shot the gun and blah, blah, blah. So I just took the blame since it was my party, my house. And then Sam came down and said he did it because he didn't want me to go to jail. And we both ended up going to jail. We were booked into King County Jail, orange jumpsuits and all, and charged with assault, reckless endangerment, and a firearm in a public place. It was Seriously, one of the craziest nights of my life, and I'm pretty sure Sam's. One of my favorite Love is Laughter songs is If I Ever Need Someone Like You.
So living in Akron, Ohio in, in the early 90s, it was not easy to come, um, come across independent music, really. You had to rely on uh, like older brothers and sisters and uh, uncles and things like that. Um, but uh, we all kind of got into Beck. And this is like 93 and uh, 94. Um, and at one point we were at the record store and we noticed there's this, this new like album in the Beck section and it was called One Foot in the Grave. And one of my friends bought it and we like took it home on a, you know, had a sleepover or something. And we were like 13, 14. We, we really didn't get it, but we kept trying to, we kept listening to it. Like, and eventually we all got it. And it was like a breakthrough. <laughs> and we started understanding, I guess, um, the whole mentality of, of uh, I guess, independent rock and uh, whatever. Um, but Sam, Sam was listed in there, and the, you know, Sam's picture was in there. And a few months later, we but we were reading Magnum magazine, and I noticed that there was this little blurb about this guy. Uh, the band was called Love is Laughter, but it was also, the name was Sam. And I was like, this is, oh, this is the same guy. And um, my friend Gabe Shrey ordered that first record, Greg Spring Gifts. And uh, it was like very expensive, like $16 to get this record because no one carried it. And it was one of those things where the, the first few listens, maybe we didn't really fully get it, but eventually it was like, this is the most amazing record I've ever heard, you know? And, uh, um, it was very inspiring because it was, it sounded like the fidelity of the music that we were making, only it was much more sincere and much more, uh, articulate and, um, and funny. Uh, and I ended up meeting Sam years later and meeting Sam's friends and, um, getting to know him a little bit and he was such an awesome, fun guy and uh, a super talent and the song I want to play is uh, off that record, Greg Spring Gifts and it's called uh, Next Time You Fall Apart
Sam Jane's point person when Love is Laughter was recording at Sub Pop. I remember Love is Laughter's first shows in London. It was late November 2000 and Love is Laughter was, they were offered an opening slot by Modest Mouse and they had another, they were doing a couple of other shows as well. Jonathan Poneman and I decided that we would head over um, take some meetings but also just spend some time with the band and with Sam in London and be there for the experience and I remember running around a bit running some errands going into stores I remember Sam getting like weird snacks and candy and he was so psyched to just try new things and be someplace new and he was so stoked to be there playing music with some of his favorite people in the world. And it it just felt so exciting and fun and promising. And it was just one of those special moments where it felt like anything was possible. Uh, and I feel really grateful to have shared that with, with him and with the band. And... Um, and I'll miss so many of those moments, but I'll also just miss some really simple things. I would be chatting with Sam on the phone, and I would often end the phone call with, we'll see you later, stinker. And Sam so often would reply with, later, butt munch. And I always forgot that he would do that until he did it, and it just cracked me up every single time and I'm really really going to miss being called Butt Munch by Sam Jane my favorite Sam song right now is Makeshift Heart (laughs) 
side Throw open The curtains And step outside Angeles to Seattle when I was 20 years old and I had been working there about a year or so before Sam started working there too and uh, I remember being a little intimidated to work with him just because so many musicians that I admired in the Northwest really admired Sam and um, you know I that intimidated me a little. I didn't know him. But of course, as I got to know him, uh, we became very fast friends and shared so many laughs on our night shifts at the burrito kitchen together. I am pretty sure that he was the one who uh, convinced me to wear the sombreros that were decorating the walls of bimbos and I'm pretty sure that he was the one who got them off the walls and uh, we wore them one night on our shift. Um, and then in 1998, I moved to New York uh, before him and uh, once he moved there, our friendship continued to grow and um, I met so many people through Sam that are, you know, very, very dear friends to me to this day. And, um, you know, when I was living in New York, I was playing music with uh, Miguel Mendez. And uh, Sam and Miguel ended up really hitting it off. And in 2003, I decided to move back to L.A., and they continued to play music together. So um, they did a record together in San, uh, Miguel's apartment called uh, The Supernatural Sessions. And I know they were both really proud of it. And, you know, it's hard to pick a favorite song of Sam's, but um, I think if I had to pick one, it would be Don't Worry Baby off of uh, that record because, I mean, his voice 
is just gorgeous beyond uh just so strong and so full of character and um you know he just he had such a knack for writing really clever lyrics and really good sense of melody and um this song in particular has such a sweetness to it and you know it's it's a glimpse into Sam's generosity of spirit I feel like and he was very generous and that song's just it just feels like a really nice warm hug it's just the sweetest song and you know I I felt the emotion when I first heard it, and I'm feeling it more today. And uh, I sure do love Sam, and I'm going to miss him a lot. See you soon. 
Okay. Hello, Joe. My name is Jeremiah Green. You know me. Um, I just want to tell a story about Sam, or at least try to. My memory is not the greatest. Um, I've known Sam since I was probably 14 years old. Like, him and Dave Schneider had a radio show on the Bellevue College radio station. I forget what it was called now, but they played, like, Fugazi and Shudder to Think and Olympia Music. And I don't know, they played cool music. And you could only tune in if you lived in a certain area. And I think I used to call in and they would, I would talk to them. I can't remember if I'd met them at shows or not yet, but I don't know. I, they were really nice and older than me, like three, four years older than me. And then they played my first band's demo tape, like I sent it to them and they actually critiqued it for me and were really nice about it or whatever. They like gave me good criticism honest criticism. They used to drive me to shows and, I don't know, super nice guys. I hung out with Sam on, Sam and Dave on graduation night and, or it was like Sam's graduation night, but I don't think his parents like threw a party for him or something. I don't know. And there wasn't, I think it was just Sam and Dave and I there and his parents and his sister and brother maybe. And I don't know, we, all we did that night was go to the Factoria parking lot mall and launch shopping carts in there. Like, that's that's what we did on Sam's graduation night. I don't know. <laughs> it was kind of not that spectacular, but it was, it was cool when I was a kid. Whatever, for Sam to be hanging out with me. I don't know. He kind of changed the trajectory of my life by sort of introducing me to Eric and Isaac who I ended up being in Modest Mouse with and am still in Modest Mouse. Um, I think Sam and Isaac and I were all supposed to start a band together, but I hadn't met Isaac. And I think Dave, too. I can't remember exactly, but Sam sort of inherently formed Modest Mouse, I think. And I don't know. Just, I've had a lot of good times with Sam. We toured Europe together for the first time and started on Saturday Night Live together and we spent our 20s in Seattle together. I don't know. Much love to Sam. Peace out.
Hi, my name is Peter Jane. I'm Sam Jane's younger brother. One of the memories I have of Sam and I um, was that we had just moved into a new house in a new neighborhood, and that house had a basement, which we were pretty excited about um, because it had uh, a back door um, and a -a hide-a-bed. We were kind of excited about the hide-a-bed. So we spent the night on the hide-a-bed, but snuck out through the back door with Sam's grand scheme of going down to the 7-Eleven and getting Slurpees in the middle of the night. It was Middle of the night was probably only about like 9 o'clock or something, but it was dark. So we were sticking to the shadows because we didn't want to get caught, which made us extra suspicious. But we got about a mile away, and right as we were about to cross the big street, we uh, were hiding on neighbors' bushes, and they heard us and came out with a flashlight and shined it on us and started yelling at us. And I think they grabbed Sam's arm, and I started crying because I was about six or seven, and Sam was about 12 or 13. And they scared us into going back home um, without Slurpees and without candy. But we were we managed to like sneak back into the house uh, without getting caught. Up till now, I think I just outed us.
My name is John Schmerzel, and I first met Sam Jane in the fall of 1999. I was playing guitar with the band Lasabi Fav, and we were on a tour going up the West Coast, and we met Love is Laughter, and we all became fast friends. Later, my band Enan and Love is Laughter would do many tours together. One of the first ones, those guys were supposed to meet us, but their van kept breaking down. I think it first broke down in Wyoming. They broke down several times on the way, so they had to play catch-up, but uh, I think they met up with us in Gainesville. And uh, Sam took it all in stride. He was really good at just letting the bad stuff roll off and rolling forward with it. He did a couple of times in the beginning of the tour, he would kind of start in a talking blue sort of way where he basically explained the woes of the van troubles in the beginning of a song before the actual lyrics started. I think it may have been sometime shortly after we left Florida. It could have been south of the border. We a lot of times drove together in a carpool, but uh, we weren't with them that afternoon in particular. Sam just showed up in the next city and he was wearing this poncho and he pretty much became one with the poncho. We started calling him Poncho Jane, which is the first of many nicknames in many situations in the future. Sometimes a person would put both bands up, and I'm pretty sure he slept in that thing too. I got a private message from someone on Instagram that was a fan. They had seen us on that same tour. Their story they brought up was, hey, I saw you and Love is Laughter at TT the Bears in Boston, and Sam was wearing that poncho <laughs> during the show. You never know what people are paying attention to or what they're going to remember. I love too many of Love is Laughter's songs, but I'm picking the song Dreams, which was recorded at Ben V. Horn's home studio in Delaware. I really love this particular uh, batch of, of recordings, even though they're called demos and they were demos for the Holy Record. I think that it's my favorite session as far as the spirit of the songs and the sound of the recording.
Hi, this is Harrison Haynes from Les Avifav, and I would like to share a memory about Sam and talk about my favorite Sam song. My memory of Sam is from around the year 2000 when Les Avifav was on tour with Love is Laughter, one of the many tours we did together. Um, we were, and Enon was with us as well on that tour, East Coast tour, I believe. We played in Chapel Hill, so of course we stayed at my mom's house, all three bands. And after the show, we all stayed up super late eating all of the food in the kitchen. In the morning, I had to get up early to take my little brother to the bus stop. And I came downstairs in the upstairs bedroom, and all three band members were all sprawled out across the floors and the sofas, sleeping bags, all the provisional spots that you find to sleep when you're in a, a house on tour. As we were sort of tiptoeing and making our way through all the bodies, I saw uh, one person who was asleep and they um, were in a sleeping bag and, they, and instead of a pillow, they were using, uh, they were resting their head on the first step of a short little staircase that went down from the kitchen to the living room. I thought, wow, that seems like a really uncomfortable way to sleep. But they actually looked really comfortable, and it was Sam. And maybe, I'm not sure if that's quintessential at all about Sam, but it was just sort of a lasting impression, sort of utilitarian uh, place to sleep. And um, there was something that I wanted to say about Sam, which is that I, th I feel like he is a very pure person. All of his expression, all of his art, all of his songwriting and friendship was so pure. And I think that was something that has been something so meaningful to me about Sam. And it has come out in so many different ways. Um, another thing that's pure about Sam is his, his friendship and his love for people that he knows. And I think nothing illustrates that more than when John Schmerzel and Sam recorded a, an EP for me on my 30th birthday with six different songs. And so um, my favorite song by Sam Jane is the song he wrote, him and John Smurgel wrote for me, not to brag or be selfish, but I will share track five of the amazing Harrison Haynes EP, which is called Get Out of My Harrison Haynes. Harrison Haynes, walking around, Harrison Haynes, seeing the John Atkins.
Sam is a huge inspiration to me, um, artistically, musically, personally. I remember a time when there was some graffiti written about him in the bathroom of the Cha-Cha in Seattle. The kind of graffiti that if it was about me, I'd be upset, to say the least. Paint over it immediately. But Sam insisted on leaving it unpainted over, and he wrote a song about it. And to me, that's a good metaphor. He took, through the prism of his soul, took this negative vibe and projected out this art. And he got revenge through magic. And I don't know, that to me, that's the metaphor I'm going with today. Um, and yeah, I love you, Sam, from Seattle. first tour as told by his dad. In the early 90s, Sam was about to embark on his first band tour. He was maybe 20 or so, and Sam's mother and I had many concerns. He had no money. He was completely dependent upon getting paid along the, the route, which included about a dozen venues in multiple states. Sam's truck was never meant to be more than local transportation. It was worn out, a Zuzu pickup, called Malibu Stacy. Mechanically, Malibu Stacy was suspect. In fact, all Azuzus were suspect. So Sam headed out on the road with his band, no cell phone, no money, there was no cell phones, no money, and reliant on Malibu Stacy. We were concerned to say the least. We asked Sam to check in at every opportunity. The gigs were in Oregon and California before he headed east and then to the Midwest. Sam did check in while in California and then radio silence, 
for 10 days. We never heard from him. Finally, at 10 p.m., one night, Sam called. We were both angry that he went off radar and glad to hear from him. Sam, where are you? How are you? Well, Sam said, we're doing fine. We're having a lot of fun, and the shows are good. Where are you? I said, Detroit, Sam said. And Dad, Detroit is not anything like everyone says. We are downtown, and it is awesome. What do you mean, Sam? Well, we are walking all over, and it's totally safe. There is not one person downtown. Sam, there's a reason there is no one on the streets in downtown Detroit at midnight. Thank you, everyone, for your stories. And thank you, Sam, for your songs and your stories. If you'd like to share a story about Sam, please send a recording to samjaneforever.com. I'd like to leave you with misdirection. This is Sam's dad Bob's favorite song, and it happens to be mine too. Rest in peace, Sam.
catches wind and floats for like three blocks. I'd get recycled if I got caught. Walked into the night and heard my steps. The amplified, cause nothing happened yet. 